John chapter 13 and verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now I'm not going to give a full exposition of this verse. I just want to encourage your hearts that God loved messed up disciples. He loved them at the beginning when he first called them. He loved them through the bickering and the times that they had as they went along. Uh, he uh, loved them through to the end, despite the fact that they were not really sensitive to the things that he needed. His love was not based on their uh, performance. And uh, this morning, you may be discouraged because of your own lack of performance. You might have been hearing expositions of the Word where you need to be so much more zealous for the Lord and you feel discouraged that you're not there. Uh, you may be discouraged uh, at your prayerlessness. I, I, I honestly am uh, somewhat discouraged at my prayerlessness. I pray every day, but you know when I look at the apostles and how devoted that they were to prayer, hours of prayer, and uh, some of the others, I recognize I need more of the Holy Spirit drawing me into prayer. And it's very easy to get discouraged when we see how far we have yet to go and where we are along uh, that pathway. But even though we should confess our sins and repent of them and say, Lord, I want to be freed from these. I want to be going to you. I hate the fact that I lost my temper or whatever it might be that you are discouraged over this morning. I want you to be encouraged by the disciples and Christ's love for them. Yes, in the epistles, they were passionate about prayer. Day and night, they were in prayer. But you know what? After three years of being with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, they couldn't even stay awake for one hour to pray with Jesus in his hour of need. Uh, yes, uh, they were consumed with the glory of Christ in the epistles, but you look at what they were bickering about on that last, you know, this passage, John chapter 13. They were bickering as to who was going to be the greatest amongst them in Christ's kingdom. They had a passion for their own glory. And yet Christ loved them just as much at both stages of their life. And God is taking us along slowly, uh, drawing us, uh, sanctifying us by his Holy Spirit. And he loves you just as much when you have failed him as he does when you have been on fire for him. And um, the compassion and love that he showed during the uh, Last Supper that he uh, uh, spent with them was not based on performance. He knew Peter was going to deny him. In fact, he said, Satan has asked for you, that he can sift you, and I'm going to pray for you. And uh, when you've fallen, he was guaranteeing he was going to fall, and you return to me, there is repentance, strengthen the brethren. And we all need to be encouraging each other and strengthening each other, even as Peter, who fell, uh, was involved in a very strengthening ministry. So if you're weary in your service, come to Christ for strength this morning. If you're discouraged in your service, realize that Christ is your victory and Christ is your strength in life. If you've been wounded by the enemy, you've fallen into sin, don't stay there. Be healed, be forgiven, come to the Lord's table, and be strengthened. Uh, if you've made public profession of faith in a Bible-believing church and you're not under discipline in this church or in some other church, we invite you to come. 
uh, to the Lord. Come not because you're strong, but because you need His strength. Come not because you are righteous, but because you need His mercy. And be strengthened for your warfare for this coming week. We need the Lord. We cannot do it without Him. I think sometimes we don't believe that. Christ said, without me, you can do nothing. And sometimes we think we can do a whole lot without Him. But we can't. We need the filling of the Holy Spirit every day. And this meal here is Christ's pledge that He does indeed love you. He loves you even when you've messed up. He loves you enough to discipline you and keep moving you along the pathway to to righteousness. He is committed to you. And so take this as his pledge that you're secure in him, you're secure in his love, but also make it your pledge to him. Lord, I want to follow you wherever you lead. I know I'm going to be weak in it, but I do want to follow you. So make this your pledge of love to the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we do sense our weakness. We are not always keenly on fire for your glory as we ought to be. We are not always praying without ceasing, praying in the Holy Spirit. We want to. We do not always speak uh, motivated by and strengthened by your Spirit, but we want to be. And we thank you that your love that began a good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And we're grateful. We're so grateful, Father, that your love is not based upon our performance. And yet we recognize that you're not satisfied with where we're at. You want us to keep moving forward, to keep growing. And so as we come to this table, we commit ourselves, Father, to growing in you, to following your will. And we thank you that this is your commitment very tangible commitment of your love to us. And so we pray that you would set aside these common elements to a holy use and that we would indeed be strengthened, renewed in our faith, renewed in our hope, and that we would be encouraged to get up when we have fallen, to move forward, and to follow you with our whole hearts. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.